Web Podcast, episode number 11. We're going to take things a little bit differently today. Uh, we're going to talk about news right now. Um, well, because there's just so much stuff that's going on. And joining me today is one and only Twitch streamer, Harvey McLeod. Harvey, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, Sean. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, you know, we haven't done this in, what, two years? You know, do, doing all yeah. this stuff. <laughs> in a while. I'm glad to be back. Yeah, I mean, basically, so... You know, we talked about this before the stream began where we had said that Kobe Bryant's death was pretty much the start of all of the bad things that's just happening. He was like a huge catalyst and uh, what's been going on around the world. Yes. And uh, here's, here's what's funny is um, I actually moved up to California or to Northern California the day before that happened. And um, I actually was driving from Southern California to Northern California and the day before. I'm driving in the morning and I... I crap you not like it was so foggy and I'm like man I would hate to fly in this you're just begging for an accident jeez man and to think you know what the old folks said that words have power and everything but you but at the same time you know you you know what you're saying is right all the same I still don't know why they why they flew in that bad weather like that well, I mean, some people were saying Kobe was pushing for it Wow. And he wanted to get there on time. I don't know the truth because, you know, if Kobe wanted to fly, you know, his pilot's not going to tell him no. I mean, if I was a pilot, I would just say, hey, Kobe, I know you're paying me with all due respect. We cannot fly in this. All right. You yeah. know, you're going to fi- you're gonna have to find someone else because I'm not dying today. Better late than never has two meanings, y'all. Expl- explain the two meanings. I never, that's, oh, that's new to me. So uh, better late than never is if um, you have like some sort of goal you want to accomplish that you wanted to do it when you were early, earlier in life, like you wanted to graduate college before you're 30 and now you're 35. Well, you can still go to college. So it's better late than never. Like you can still graduate from college after 30. And so that's the first meaning. The second meaning is never as in if you speed through things and wind up dying, then you're never going to get there. So better late than never. Okay. All right. There we go. I like, I like the way you put it like that. You know, it's funny. Um, my mentor I worked over at WFAA. He actually said something similar to me with, uh, with those regards. He just said, hey, you know, he said to me that people, when they reach 50 years old, they regret the things they didn't do more so than the things they did do. Exactly. And but better late than never, y'all. Yeah. And, you know, and I've reached such a and, I, and I've uh, come across such a huge crossroads in my life with regards to that, because, you know, there's so much that I want to do. And there's so much that I've tried to do over the last, what, three to four years here on Twitch, on YouTube. And I would get I would, I would get popular for just a little bit. And then, boom, I would lose it right then and there, either because of something else. And usually I've, I've had some people, they try to counsel. They, they tried to counsel me over this stuff and you know and in fact in fact i think this is a good segue to go into cancel culture right now you've heard about um jk rowling and so many other people they want to like they want to sign this paperwork yeah um, i heard about that but i heard about it on ben shapiro's show but can you explain it to me so basically um jk rowling she's been she's been getting canceled over multiple stuffs talking about how uh people are trying to talk over her because she's a woman she's basically saying that that trans that transgender women are are, are, are not women and and she's and she's basically backing down from her words on mm-hmm. on, on on things on, on you know something that she practically started right yes, like, like and she, i remember that 
And, you know, I have no, I, I'm sorry, but I, I can't have any sympathy for her on, on what she created. But, you know, like you said earlier, better late than never to see now is that, oh, shoot, you know, I, I, I was wrong in what I did. So I'm going to take back everything I said. I don't care. I don't care if uh, people get mad at me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, at least it's something. True, true. Because, you know, here's the way I see it. J.K. Rowling, she's, she's got fuck you money. She owns the IP to, to uh, uh, Harry Potter. Not Warner Brothers, not anybody else, not, not Scholastic. She owns it. Mm-hmm. And, so, and, and so with everything... Smart on her, by the way. Say what? Smart on her, by the way. Yeah. Always retain your IP. That's yeah. what George Lucas did. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, and that's something I wish a lot of other creators, especially black creators, would, would uh, understand. But, back, but anyway, back to the topic. Jake Rowan, she owns this, right? So... And so she can pretty so she made enough money off the franchise for over for almost three decades, probably two uh, yeah a little over two decades in fact, and early nineties I think is when she started writing. Yeah, but it didn't become popular until what the late nineties because I remember it was a thing when I was in seventh grade. That's like nineteen ninety eight. Well, the first book was very popular in Europe. Oh okay. Yeah, and I guess we didn't get it until. No, we didn't get it until a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. See, I'm not familiar with the history of Harry Potter, so all right. But yeah, she she owns the IP to this. She has fuck you money. She can literally do whatever she wants to uh, right now. But she chose to go to the path of, oh, yeah, I'm just going to just virtue signal to these all these people. When they say, oh, yeah, Hermione was black. Oh, oh, you know, trans women are women and all this stuff mm-hmm. and, and everything. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she 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 fanned those flames, but now it's just like, oh crap, what have I done here? What have I done? Okay, yeah, you know, I'm going back on everything. Mm-hmm. And the flames you get burned. Oh but yeah. Here's the when you have such a, I guess, fluid concept of facts, quote unquote, um, it, it seems to be a common thing on the left where it's it's so objective to each person on what constitutes this and what constitute this. And that's why they eat their own because people are going to have differing opinions on stuff like that or different views. You know, trans women are women, but somebody says, well, no, they're not. You need to have some sort of empirical evidence, you know, that guides that principle. So that's why we use science of XY chromosomes or two X chromosomes. Yeah, I, you know, is this? It boggles my mind because I'm not really into this stuff, and I'll let anybody and anybody that's listening in on us. I'll let you guys know I'm pretty apolitical, right? You know, I'm not Democrat, I'm not Republican, I'm not anything really. I'm just a human being. And but when I see stuff like this, you know, it it, it boggles my mind to see how political they've made all of this. And most of this wasn't much of an issue until Obama came into office, but. You know, but it's just a but I just I see it as just a coincidence. So I, I really don't care. But the fact of the matter is, what you said earlier is that yeah, this is all just basic science, basic common sense, with all of this. And going back to going back on subject with council culture, you know, like you said earlier, um, you live by the sword, you die, you live by it, and you die by it. Yes, absolutely. They will eat their own is. It's the fa- it's the famous saying: if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. That's exactly what they're doing. It's not. I don't think they really stand for those things that they're saying. No, I'm sure that they they have the mindset like, look, I, I don't want to hurt anybody. You know, I don't want anybody to feel bad about themselves. But now that they're taking a stand, 
and they're falling for just about anything. Now they're, they're going to bend to the mob every single time. You need to have some sort of principles to stand by. Yeah, and it's so funny you say that because um, did you hear, um, like, did you hear what happened with this, uh, like, one of the biggest gaming tournaments in all the world called EVO? No, I haven't. Okay, so EVO is, like, this really big gaming tournament. And the CEO of it, his, his name was, uh, it was his uh, gamer tag is Mr. Wizard. Uh, he, <laughs> got, uh, let's see, he got called out for, 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 like, kind of sort of soliciting uh, sexual favors to a minor. Mm-hmm. And so, so basically what he did was that he made a bet with a guy, he was 17, at the, with a young kid, he was 17 at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, he basically said he wanted to see his unit. And so, and, you know, he made some kind oh. of bet with him. He, he made some kind of bet with him. Well, because the, the guy that did that, well, and, and, it'll, get, oh, and it'll get very interesting, because the guy that did it, Crack Prawn, that's his name, uh, he pointed it out, he called him out, but then Mr. Wizard actually admitted to it. He admitted he admitted to actually doing that uh, almost 20 years ago, and and as a wow. result, all of the big name companies that that usually sponsored uh, Evo have dropped out. Namco Bandai, Capcom, um, I think Nintendo, uh, just all these big name companies that usually provided their games to them. They just said, okay, you know, no, no, we're not going to uh, get involved with this at all. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, but here's the interesting thing. Mr. Wizard, last year when they had Evo in Japan, huh. um, they, there was a presentation of Dead or Alive 6. And you, you're familiar with DOA, right? I played the DS version, 3DS version. Oh, okay. Well, you know how sexy that game is and everything, right? With the girls? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think her name is Kasumi, the one. The, mm-hmm. Who's the one in the purple? Who's the purple girl? Ayane. Ayane, but Kasumi's the redhead, right? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, let me let me pull it up. Ayane's a B. That's kind of why I liked her. So uh, let's see, Ayane Kasumi. I'm gonna type. I'm actually gonna type this up just so that people can see it. All right. So basically, all right. So yeah, basically you have the two characters, Ayane and uh, Kasumi, and mm-hmm. um, you know they're you know this is sexy. You know this game is all about sexy girls anyway. So anyway, at the um, at the um, during Evil Japan, uh, yeah, during Evil Japan, there was a uh, uh, there were these two girls. They were like Japanese models, these cute Japanese models. Um, mm-hmm. They were presenting the game. They were presenting, you know, they were, they were just being naughty on stage. They were presenting the sexiness of the game. Like one one of the models, she is known for having like a big booty, and the other mm-hmm. model had like big boobs and stuff and they were just acting all lewd and everything just just having a good time on on stage but then like the ceo mr wizard he had to pull the plug on that stream uh talking about how um what they were doing doesn't reflect the core values of of uh of uh, of the fgc or the convention in general Hmm. and so and so he did that he did that last week he got a lot of crap for it he got a lot of crap for it and rightfully so but now mm-hmm. all the news that came out this year about what he did with that minor shows, you know, shows what kind of person he really is. Mm-hmm. That's a bit of a pickle. Dude. Oh, and it gets even more interesting. It gets even more interesting. So, so the person that made the accusation on uh, Mr. Wizard, apparently mm-hmm. he got called out. 
He got counted. They eat their own, man. <laughs> eat he, their own. He he got called out. Um. Uh, 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 yeah, so he got called out by another, by another gamer. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, uh, uh, he got called out by another gamer by doing this, that, and the other. And trying to, and just trying to, and he was a, a, a monster, apparently. Mm-hmm. Let me try to see what I can find here. Let's see. Yeah, so basically, Crack Prawn, yeah, he had uh, actually uh, assaulted someone as well. So, but you know, I'm not going to sit up here and act like I am, um, I'm like, oh, my, oh, oh, uh, oh, holy and stuff or whatever. Cause you know, everyone's got skeletons in their closets on this, but it's, it's just the fact that you have all these people that want to, that, that just take part in this council culture. They, they, um, you know, they, they're all, they're all projecting some stuff that they all do, that they've all done. And mm-hmm. it just it just snowballed into just something big. Them before they get you, destroy their credibility if they try to accuse you. Just pray that nobody else knows your dirty little secret. Oh, I think um, Anita Sarkeesian just opened up the uh, the vagina of Sauron or something, where she was like, okay. you know, do that whole um, feminist frequency stuff, and then everybody's like, oh shit, we better take find a way to take this off, take the heat off for us. Let's get other people. <laughs> We were just talking about her in my stream the other day. <laughs> Anita, so I can't remember what context, but I looked her up and I'm like, man, this lady needs to get a boyfriend. Her girlfriend? I don't know. She seems to have too much time on her hands to complain about everybody. Well, you know, some people found where she learned her uh, whole grifting stuff from. And uh, it's like, there's, I think there's a video on YouTube where she was learning how to do like some kind of... Um, um, uh, uh, she was at some kind of event where she was learning how to do marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 old video. Let me see. If I can write. But yeah, she learned how to. She she was at some event where she learned how to do grifting, and she learned how to do. Uh, uh, and she learned how to be a liar and just like make money, money off of this. Oh yeah. Oh tell- my gosh! Look at all those. Look at all those videos, liar. Oh oh, you can see my screen. Yeah, I'm on your channel. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So, um, yeah, she actually, yeah, so there's a, yeah, she was at a teleseminar. And apparently she, uh, yeah, she, so she learned from these people on how to do stuff like this. And there she is right there. She's actually, she actually uh, taken everything she learned from these people and then became a humongous success for it. And what's crazy is the fact that that people found this the, the the company that she learned from they like took that video down immediately tell us wow <laughs> yeah she was the lady that was all butthurt over that guy's shirt right yeah no, no oh. one guy that had that shirt that had naked women on it or something i'm not sure if she was part of that but i do know what you're talking about i remember when i worked at uh, abc we talked about that hmm we had we had showed that on the news. It's like we all everyone ignored that that uh, that accomplishment that that guy made, but mm-hmm. um, uh, they they ignored the they ignored the his accomplishment, but they instead focused on that. And that dude, like a little punk, went and apologized to the crowd, and they still oh. canceled him. Yeah, that's why you just don't apologize. You're gonna get canceled anyway. Might as well give him the middle finger. Of course, of course. Oh yeah, for sure. 
it's like, oh, you know, I don't apologize. When I, if I do something wrong, I just say, hey, yeah, you know what? Um, you know, you know, you know, if I messed up, I just say, hey, yo, I messed up. All right. You know, there's that. So, so and, and I just, like, I, I, sorry, what? I, I just say, hey, I, I messed up, you know? I mean, yeah, like, yeah I'm you're. Sorry that way. I'm sorry, what? Say, I'm sorry, feel that way, but said what I said. You, you have to just stand by what you say. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. In fact, I, I don't know if you saw it on my Facebook, but some, I had a, um, I had a progressive come at me to tell me, you know, oh, don't do this to get right ring attention, you know, just because I talked about how um, I learned progressives to tr- true, um, true secrets um, within my first year here in Korea. Like, I talk about that in my book mm-hmm. and everything. And um, he just said, and he was try- just trying to tell me how much I'm wrong in this. And I said, okay, you, now you're being an actual progressive. That's what y'all do. Here's what progressives like to do. They like to shame people into thinking a certain way, right? And, you know, they, they do it under the umbrella of, okay, like, racism is bad, sexism is, sexism is bad, and, yeah, like, okay, fair enough. They'll publicly shame you for it. They also turn around and say, you shouldn't shame somebody for acting like this and doing this and saying this. Well, where do you draw the line? Public shaming is okay for, you know, people you don't like. Yeah, I mean, I, I just don't get it. Uh, it's like everyone's bored. Every, mm-hmm. Everyone is everyone is so bored right now. And we have it so good. We have it so freaking good right now to the point to where people can be upset about all these things and and nobody is standing up to them. You're just letting them just get out their uh, frustration. Mm-hmm. And it, it, uh, it, it's frustrating. Black Lives Matter is a good example of this. And Antifa. Oh, so my goodness. So we're going to talk about BLM now, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot on this. I haven't, I, I've been against Black Lives Matter since, 20, since uh, 2014. Oh, I didn't know it was that long. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they start, I mean, that's when they r- really started being prominent um, with the whole ordeal with Michael Brown. Mm-hmm. All right. And so, you know, at that time I worked at ABC mm-hmm. and the, the way the news handled it and, and, and for the stuff that was going on, it made me really hate the group and the news. What? And there's a lot I want to say, but I want I want to hear from you first, uh, if you don't mind, like like from you live in California, you're, you're at home, you're in California. You're you pretty much have probably seen all that has happened right now oh yes well not firsthand because i live in the commercial district and you know there's not a lot of people that are here now because a lot of businesses are closed everyone's working from home so there's not a lot of people foot traffic here yes a lot of it has gone down a lot of it has gone violent um i think it was nine children that were killed in chicago's amidst the blm protests something like that like nine kids oh they killed their own, and one of the child's father was uh, on the news, like, saying, you're killing one of your own. What has this movement turned into? But you don't really care about her. I don't see anybody talking about her. Well, counter to Black Lives Matter, it's kind of now become like an insult to say, oh, I bet you're one of those jerks that says all lives matter. I'm like, you know, that's not even my counter anymore. 
Right? Yeah, because I have used the counter before, but that's not the real counter to Black Lives Matter is all Black Lives Matter. It doesn't. Now it's Black deaths matter. Only certain Black deaths matter. Those are the only ones that they're going to, you know, call have a cry for attention to. I don't think that George Floyd did not deserve to die. Like I, I'm saying that right now, he did deserve to die, especially like that. You know that cop get what he deserves he will get his just due but um they're propping him up as some sort of martyr that he was like this saintly man and he was given like a state funeral and it it just baffles me like it doesn't matter like you don't even care about the man all you care about is that he died and you only care that he died because he was killed by a white cop of course yeah, and I talked about this on on uh, my stream on Saturday, where um, a uh, I had a dude from Spain, excuse me, uh, from Spain hit me up about that. He was asking me about George Floyd, and I just told him I don't care. I didn't care. I mean, you know, I'm sad. Uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm sorry that he's dead. I'm sorry that he was killed. And I hate that he was killed like that. But I didn't care. I, I couldn't bring myself to really care about it. And and I know it sounds heartless, but I said that I said what I said because of the fact that. He, that man got like what six, eight funerals, yeah. And other people weren't able to attend their funerals of their loved ones, including mine. Mm-hmm. My uncle passed away. He had pneumonia. He passed away from pneumonia. My great uncle, Uncle Sonny, he mm-hmm. passed away from pneumonia. And I was told, that from what I was told at the funeral, they said that that they could only go to the coffin one time, but they they weren't able to do the funeral service a, a particular, you know, like the traditional way. Uh, because mm-hmm. of, because of a uh, Wuhan virus, and I'm calling it Wuhan virus. Fuck calling it COVID nineteen or whatever or Corona. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Anyway, so anyway, all these families, including my own, weren't able to go do their funerals. But this motherfucker gets eight funerals, and one of them televised. Yes. If you look on the comments of ABC that was hosting it live, they were all. A lot of them were calling him out like, oh, you love this racial division, don't you? Gives you something to talk about. No one loves this racial division. No one loves this. The news loves it. BLM loves it. Democrats love it. Nobody here is perpetuating it. Okay, that's why it keeps going. Before Obama, and I hate, I'm not blaming Obama himself, but before that, race relations weren't that bad. I mean, yes, there were issues and there were problems. But they weren't as bad as they are now. Like, what happened? Uh, Elected a black president. It should have been the sign of unity. And all it created was more division. Yeah. And you know what actually helped me to understand where, where division comes from? This actually came from the time I, I had um, uh, did my documentary. There's a documentary I made out for those listening. It's called um, um, uh, The Crucible of Necessity. And it's about my family's involvement in the 1968 uh, sanitation strike in Memphis, Tennessee. So for those that don't know, my great, my, uh, another great uncle of mine, Uncle Ezekiel Bell, he was a pastor. And he was really good friends with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Like, they were boys. They were tight. Like, my uncle heard his uh, I Have a Dream speech, like the first draft of it, before, he, uh, before uh, Dr. King went to D.C. to, you know, give that speech. That's how tight they were. So I do that. I'm doing my documentary. And something to me said, hey, Sean, why don't you get information 
regarding regarding what happened from not from not just from your school books, but you know, I actually talked to some people. And as I was talking to people, I didn't from people from Memphis. Every just about of all the people I talked to, they all said to me they know not they knew nothing about the uh, about the sanitation strike. These are people from Memphis. They they all young kids. They knew nothing about it. And it's like, what are they teaching in schools? They're not teaching proper history. Yeah, right, right. So, so I do that. So when I was told that, I said, okay. So let me look at some history books here. Let me look at some. So let me look up history books. Let me actually talk to people that lived through it. And as I was talking to these people, the one thing that struck me was the fact that every single one, of the, every single person I talked to, they all talked about this whole thing about equality, wanting wanting equality, wanting this, that, and the other. And and I was like, okay, you know, I I, I guess I understand that. And and then people were talking, and then. And then one of the one of the people I interviewed, uh, she said that, you know, there's still work to be done. And I thought to myself, wait a minute. Why is it that there's still work that needs to be done? What, what, what am I missing here? You know, we elected Obama. I voted for him twice. You know, but but it seems like there's more division than ever. Why is there more division here? What is going on here? And, and a lot of stuff just didn't seem right. But the biggest thing that got to me was when. One of the pastors I interviewed, he said that things were, he said things got better after that. And I was like, really? Did they really get better? Because most of those guys still didn't stop working until their 80s and 90s. And it wasn't until two years ago they were compensated, finally, after 50 years, for what happened to them. Amazing. Yeah, they, yeah, they got $50,000. My grandpa didn't get it because he didn't work long enough. I think he was retired longer than he worked there. Hmm. And so, but he, but uh, all the other workers, yeah, they got 50 grand for, for, um, you know, for all the trouble that happened. I was like, okay, why did it take them 50 years to get that? It's basically $1,000 a year. Mm -hmm. Did you ever find out? No, I never did. I never, I never found it out. And, and so, but, but with all the people I interviewed, all the books I read, all the realness that I, all the, and all the real information I got from the official government website showed that, okay, Democrats are, are full of shit. That, that, doing that documentary made me not want to be a Democrat anymore. Oh. Uh, I, I won't say red pill moment, but your awakening type moment. Yeah, yeah. And one, one brief thing I want to say on the red pill, you know. There's nothing wrong with being informed, but if you live and die by that red pill, you will lose some good people. I've lost actually good people because of, because I, I think I was more what they call black pill than anything. So that's just mm-hmm. a word yes. for anybody. That's right. That's just a word of advice for uh, anybody that wants to, uh, um, you know, uh, understand the world about them. You know, don't don't stay into it for too long. Mm-hmm. <sighs> understand the truth. Don't watch the news. Don't watch mainstream news. Watch uh, independent journalists. I think you even got to be careful with that. Yeah. So. What else? How else am I going to know what's going on in the world? Yeah, I mean, we have, I think you kind of have to be a bit selective with it as such. You know, but it's just like, you know, sure, we got stuff on the Internet, but I'm just like, yeah. Oh, my goodness gracious almighty. You know, all that's going on, all the craziness in the world right now. I mean, Kanye West, <laughs> he said that he's going to run for president. What's your take on that? 
Oh, okay. Remember when everybody was posting a black square on their Instagram and stuff, and Kanye posted a white square? Oh, did he? I didn't know that. Yeah, that's what I heard. Like, he, he posted a white square. <laughs> Kanye no, being Kanye. Him. I know. I love Kanye. Like, I, I always liked him. I never really listened to his music, but I always loved that he was just himself, no matter what anybody thought. That's that's such a great attribute to have as a human. You know, as long as you're not hurting anybody. But, yeah, um, my take on that is why not? I, I know he's not going to win, like, Hey, remember, nobody took Trump very seriously, and look what happened. So, mm -hmm. the, the precedent has been set, but I, I, there's a lot of speculation that Kanye is, is doing that because he wants to siphon votes, some of the black vote away from Joe Biden to help Trump. That's a possibility. That's a, that's a possibility. <laughs> you know, but I've heard, I've seen other reviews saying that, 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 um, that Kanye was over Trump, but given who writ who who wrote it, who knows at this point? Who knows? Who knows? Um, if he wants to be a wants to to throw his hat in the ring seriously, I mean, his wife did more for prison reform since Trump got elected than any BLM has. Right? Yeah. Used to have, used to have a, her heart in the race. And to wanting to make a change. And what's crazy about all this is the fact that Kim, yeah, that Kim Kardashian is actually doing all this stuff, and and uh, the fact that Trump wanted to listen. It's like where where the fuck were the black leaders at during Obama's eight years, you know, and want to do prison reform? It was Al Sharpton? Oh yeah, uh, um, uh, Shifty Sharpton. Al Charlatan. Man, you know I, I don't like using this word, but fuck that nigga. Fuck him. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and Twitch, you know, I'm I'm black, so I can say it. I'm black. So 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 uh, if you so if you guys try to ban me or get me suspended from here for saying that word, despite the fact that I'm black, and then that that pretty much shows just how hypocritical y'all are and stuff. But yeah, Black oh, yeah. Lives Matter to you, Twitch, huh? Yeah. Oh yeah, we stand in solidarity with our black with our uh, with our black content creators, huh? I'm feeling like all this uh, stuff about companies saying, oh, we stand where we have solid unity. And I'm like, OK, look, that's that's cool and all. That's your right to say that um, it comes off as really insincere, though. It is. When everybody else is doing it. Like, I, I never looked at uh, I never looked at one of those companies and thought, yeah, I think they're kind of racist. Like, I never thought that at all. There's somebody I buy. I buy stuff from like or consume Anyway, that that's my take on it. Well, my take on this is the fact that, oh, you know, you got all these companies, a good, a good majority of those companies I applied for for over a decade. I graduated, I graduated university 10 years ago. I've, I've been applying at, the, at, at these places for years, you know, and I've done everything I could to build up my portfolio and say, hey, yeah, you know, uh, um, here's me. Here's a guy out here. We can actually, uh, that I can actually do the things you guys are looking for. And they just say, oh, sorry, no, you're just not good enough. But though, whoa, wait a minute, yeah, sure, um, yeah, we're in solidarity with the with the with the, with, the, with our uh, black people. And I'm like, man, y'all y'all need to shut the fuck up, and get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. You're lying. Funimation, liars. Square Enix, liars. LinkedIn, liars. Oh, um, all of these companies are fucking liars with that bullshit. It's not uh, a good idea to polarize your your base yeah the, you the know pizza hut wasn't having it either wait the what 
Domino's. I think it was Domino's. Um, so Kaylee uh, McKinney or McKinney or whatever, the Trump uh, press secretary, uh, the blonde girl. Oh, yeah. In 2012. Yeah. So in 2012, so eight years ago, she like added Domino's saying, oh, I love this pizza. Thank you so much for making a good pizza. And some journalist, quote unquote, dug up the tweet and like added to the forefront and says, oh, it looks like Domino's has a good supporter in the White House or something like that. And he said, and um, the Domino's official reply was, oh, I'll leave it to somebody to dig up an old congratulatory tweet from eight years ago and think that it means anything i guess it is 2020 <laughs> like that like they, they were just like we're not going to apologize she said something eight years ago that she liked her pizza big deal. yeah see that's how you cancel that's how you um get away from council code you just laugh in their face or you get, pull up some receipts and i got someone here on in the chat they're saying that didn't help ltg low tier god if that's who, who, who he's talking about so, um, low tier God is a, um, uh, uh, so low tier God, um, oh, oh yeah, and I'll get to that. So anyway, low tier God, uh, he's a guy, he's a streamer, very polarizing streamer and YouTuber who is not that good at fighting games, but people know him because of his legendary rants and whatnot. And so, and, and, and so, um, he got canceled from Evo this year just because of the fact that he had said something about a gamer who is trans is a trans woman and whatnot and he made a statement saying hey i said nothing about the uh, lgbtq or whatever all that shit i was just talking about that person in general but for, but it's pretty funny and disingenuous how all you motherfuckers up here like to counsel people um about you know about all these different things and saying uh, and saying all these things just want to just cancel motherfuckers, but yet y'all guys don't want to take a look at the people within the communities themselves and all the um and, and all the things that they do and all the things that they have done. Hmm. And they hey, lump and they lumped them in there with with, wait, with him hating. I gotta say something. If I was a BLM protester, I'd be so freaking furious at the LGBT community because it seems like they're trying to hijack the movement and piggyback on their momentum. And saying, yeah, like rights for, for gays too. Like, hey, I may, I don't want to make any assumptions here, but from what I understand, most of the black people that I know, because I went to game, remember, very you know, black heavy school, most of them were very religious people. Like, to me, I don't think that they would be 100% on board with the LGBT people. Like, you know, they'll live and let live, like you guys do whatever, but we're, we're more conservative in that matter. Yeah. You know, really that mindset like you don't know if that's true but that's what i no it, you know you're right because see here's the thing and this is something i don't understand with with black america you know we are socially conservative but we are politically liberal hmm. you know and, and it makes no sense when black people like to go and say oh there was like a big switch that happened i keep asking people when when did the big switch happen there's no fucking such thing as a big switch i'm fucking sick and tired of us going down that route thinking that well, the switch, any sort of switch that has happened, it's actually been in the last decade in that uh, historically Republicans were more for more government control, like tamping down any issues, and Democrats were more liberal. And now it seems to be the opposite. Democrats tend to want to add more laws, give the government more power, have people more dependent on the government. Republicans are like, okay, ease up on regulations, get the government out of all this stuff. Honestly, the way I see it, both parties are um, pretty fucking whack for their own special reasons. 
you know, the uh, liberals, they just want to, act, they, they, they want, they want pretty much, uh, uh, they pretty much want to have, have control, have people control us and tell us what to do. While in the, in the, in the Republicans, they say, oh yeah, we want to conserve this stuff. What, conserve what? What are they conserving? They're not conserving anything. I want to have a conservation of values. Yeah. Godly, if you don't believe in God, fine. Have a, have conservative values in that. Have the family together. Have two parents in the household that are married. Raise your children together. You know, teach them how to be a decent human being and function within society. But don't raise them on television. Don't have a single parent household and like champion that sort of thing. Here's here's funny. Here's something interesting that I found out recently. So. You are uh, familiar with the Bill Cosby show, A Brave New World, that had Denise Huxtable going to college? Oh, you, I think you're talking about a different world. Okay, yes. Oh, yeah, did I say Brave New World? Yeah, you're thinking of something. <laughs> my bad, yeah. <laughs> my bad, my bad. But, um, yes, uh, the different world. And at that time, like a couple seasons into the show, Lisa Bonet, who plays Denise Huxtable, she gets pregnant by Lenny Kravitz. And so... Um, she tells one of her co-stars, they talk about it. They're like, okay, let's go to Bill and see if we can write the pregnancy into the show. Like, um, there's a, he, he, he was already having trouble with Lisa, but um, they're like, okay, we have some news. And he goes, oh, you're pregnant, aren't you? And he's like, well, how'd you know? He's like, because uh, <laughs> what else could it be, you know? And um, he said, well, no, let's, let's write the pregnancy into the show. It'll be good because the women will root for Denise, you know, she she'll she decides she wants to stay in college and she'll raise the baby on her own. She chooses not to get married. And Bill Cosby was like, no, absolutely not. Like, I am not going to put that on television and glamorize something like that. And I think he was right. Because, you know, raising a kid on your own in college, like, yes, it can be done, but it doesn't have to be done that way. You know, it, that's not something that we should champion. Like, you want to root for the single mother that gets pregnant out of wedlock and tries to go to college? Like, you are you forgetting that Denise was the daughter of a very wealthy doctor and lawyer? Like, okay, of course she's going to be okay. That's not that's not the the kind of show that Bill Cosby wanted to make. Like, he, I, I do know that Bill Cosby was a shady man. I do. I do like some of the the insights he had and what problems were plaguing the black community it was true like single parent households fathers leaving uh, too much dependence on the government of oh, bad bad schools and values yeah see that's one of the bigger reasons why i don't uh support black lives matter because if you look on their website if you look on the website and it, they they say that one of their missions is ah oh, fuck they, they say, where, where's the website at? Okay, they say that their mission was to dismantle the, um, the, uh, the, black, fa- the, uh, the, uh, the black nuclear family. Jeez. Why, though? Oh, let me look for it. They're okay. also founded by a Marxist, well, terrorists, actually. Okay. Uh, or pardoned by Bill Clinton in the 90s. Yeah. Into that. Oh, yeah, yeah, they said that they were trained Marxists. Uh, let's see, blah, blah. Let's see. We disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement by uh, supporting each other as extended families and villages. That's fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. That's bullshit. I grew up in a nuclear family. 
You, they want to take that away? They want to take that away. They want the community to care for each other. Yeah, How but, about you have responsibility over your own rooftop first? They, no, and they don't have it. You know something? I remember when I was a teacher uh, in America, I had to deal, I, I, was in a, I was working a program for kids that wanted to go to, that wanted to, go to college and, and you know, help them out with this. I had a number of students. I never forget. I had this one young black, one young one, one young black lady. She was, I think, she was seventh grader or eighth grader. She straight up said, "I don't care about my daddy. I, I don't, I don't care about my daddy. You know, my dad is a, is a POS." Now I don't know for a fact if she was told that by her mother or if her dad really was a POS or whatever. But did she not know her father. I don't know. I don't. I don't think she did. And. Wow. And the fact that that happened, you know, but, but I noticed that the, I, that's when I started to notice the whole trend. This was in 2009, 2010-ish, I want to say, 2011 probably. But yeah, she didn't, she didn't care too much for her dad. But then when I worked in other schools around AI, AISD, I asked them, I said, how many of you guys here live in either a single parent house or a house where your dad is not there and you live with a stepdad? In this one class alone, about 90% of the students raised their hand. 90 percent of them raised their hand, and it, and it wasn't just black kids; it was also white kids too, and uh, and even Hispanics. Mm-hmm. And it blew my mind. That that's what that that right there opened my eyes to realize how blessed I was to grow up with my dad and my mom. Because I can tell you right now, if I didn't have my dad, my um my life would be a fucking mess. I would be a screw up if I didn't have my dad. My dad instilled discipline in that in that house, mm-hmm. and, and 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 to make sure that we weren't going to be weak. Mm-hmm. And yeah. But yeah, black. If anything, we should say black fathers matter. Black men. What well, Larry Elder's been saving. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember hearing his story how how he he him and his dad didn't get along. Yes. Yeah, and uh, but uh, he later explained why, and he said that his dad was like, "I was working all these different jobs just so I can uh, provide for you guys, and I'm sorry for that." And, and, and it's crazy how how they were able to resolve that issue by mm-hmm. um, by talking to each other, by having a, uh, by having a civil conversation with one another. You know, once everything cooled down, and we don't ha- we don't have that anymore. You also, they found out that there really wasn't any real issues at all. It was all his head. It was what he perceived to be the truth until his father told him, but this is what the truth was. You know, he worked really hard to provide for his family and he comes home and he's tired and he's got, you know, a bunch of, you know, uh, energetic children giving him a hard time. Of course, he's going to be a little snippy. Uh, hopefully, he says uh, so many of these has nothing to do with race. Is it talking about what uh, Black Lives Matter believes or what? I'm, I'm not yeah, sure. I think so. In, in terms of the, the mission statement. Yeah. Yeah. This, you know, this we need men to lead. I don't care if anybody thinks that I am a sexist when I say this, but men need to lead. Men need to start leading again. You know, masculinity needs to make a humongous comeback in all that we do. But unfortunately, a lot of, pe- a lot of men from our parents' generation were weak. They, they, they were weak. Yeah, sure, they grew up in a, in a strong setting, but many of them grew up to be weak. 
And so they taught weakness to, uh, to, my, to our generation. And then weakness is being taught to the next generation. And, so, and, and, so, and, and so, like, whenever a man becomes a man and does things, does things that, that a man needs to do, um, feminists are quick to step in and, and, and to put a stop to that. Any, mm-hmm. any, any male spaces out there? This is, why, do you think, why do you think the uh, Boy Scouts have been uh, 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 co-opted by the Girl Scouts? Girl Scouts are still autonomous. Can okay. exclusive to males. Yeah, but uh, what happened to Boy Scouts? They're, they're gone because they said, "Oh, you gotta have girls in there." They're yeah. gone. Just called the Scouts now, which my husband has said, like we're not putting our kids in the Scouts. Like I'll I'll, t- I'll take them camping myself. Yeah. Teaching myself. You know, and I think that's a big thing that our generation have come to, finally come to understand that now. And um, and it's just like being having certain things outsourced. Like being who we should be as human beings is all being outsourced, and I am, I'm, I'm just, uh, you know, like things like daycare and school, and I, I, I it, like when I have kids, I'm not going to have my kids go through daycare. I want to get to the point to where I can make enough money to where my wife and I can stay home. We can teach our kids. Oh yeah, we're homeschooling. We found when we found out that uh, they're teaching. Um, the word like gays and transgender stuff in kindergarten and sexual things in kindergarten I'm like nope I'm out. you know what Hopefam made a good point he said today's men are just not as good as they were in the past women aren't happy with them in relationships but same they- thing with women women aren't that good either I would <laughs> hate to date a woman nowadays dude uh, this is like I think it's a western thing here it's a western thing it's like you go to um, so I've been to South Korea, obviously I'm here right now, Japan and Taiwan, and being in these countries, right? Being in these countries, <laughs> um, women are just so different. But then again, South Korean women though they're 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 like, they're they a lot of them become Westernized to the point to where um, it's like you got to either have this, that, and the other. Feminism is a thing here, but it's not as big as it is in America. But a, a lot of Korean men are pr- trying to put a stop to that. But it's under, it, I mean, but it's so weird because here in, in Korea, I get it, though, because of the whole Confucianism thing and because of, um, and because of uh, um, how men treat women here. And I do get it, but, at the, but, but feminism ain't the answer. It isn't. It's never the answer. But, feminism was, was good for women, like, in the first couple of waves, like, get, you know, get the right to vote, you know your own autonomy citizenship or whatever and then now it's just like no women and men are the same but women are a little bit better men need to submit now i don't agree with anybody submitting to anybody like all those like white people kneeling in in front of blacks like come on oh my gosh yeah good christian person kneels only to jesus or god and i mean that wholeheartedly i do too and yeah that that blew my mind you know like we see those black israelites Telling white people get on your knees and kiss my lick my boot, kiss my boot, and everything. Have you seen? Have you ever seen those? Yes. Or that some guy was like doing an experiment, like he wasn't part of BLM, but he said he was, and he told a lady to kneel and apologize for her white privilege. Oh yeah, I remember that. Fucking hell. I'm like, oh my gosh. You wear a mask nowadays. I would have just ran. Like, no, God. Oh no, let me show you how virtuous I am. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. 
Oh my god. For the record, anybody that does that, like I never believed we're were racist anyway. Right? Were people so worried about like being seen as racist? Like I all these people hop in on this bandwagon. Like I never perceived you guys as racist at all. I actually don't even haven't even seen any of you have a black friend ever. They all come off as a little insincere. Just saying. I think they do so just to, just to keep the heat off of them because, um, you know, the people going around saying, oh, silence is consent and everything. That's pretty funny. They say, oh, silence is consent. But, yeah, they were pretty silent on the things that, that should have been talked about. They're silent on on uh, black on black violence. They're silent on the fact that that of uh, of uh, sexual uh, predatory actions that happen. Abortion. You know, yeah, on abortion. Like, did you see the video of a. Uh, of this black guy, he went up to all those doctors and nurses. They said, black lives matter, right? Yeah, black lives matter. But then they said, black babies that get aborted, do their lives matter? And then they were all quiet. Yeah, they got nothing. It's a ball of cells. It's my body, my choice, right? Uh, no, I can't get into this argument right now. Yeah, 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 that's not. So, Sergeant no. Seven, he says men that won't own up to the responsibilities. And yeah, you know, and that is true. There are a lot of men that don't. Well, a lot of us, we weren't taught responsibility until we had to be responsible. Like, I'll be the first to admit, I never owned up, my dad put that in me about owning up to responsibilities. But unfortunately, throughout the environment that I, that I grew up in, I never really understood it until I went off on my own and lived in another country. You know, like, yeah. I, I know you had some experience, you had some experience with uh, men that never owned up to the responsibilities. Me? Maybe. Um, I guess so. Well, a lot of the the people that I that come to mind when you mention that there were people that I knew when I was young, and they were also very young, like young and stupid, like you know, guys that I dated that you know, didn't want to be with me anymore, but just kind of just stopped talking to me, hoping I would get the hint and just not break it off, or just break it off for them so they wouldn't have to feel bad. But, um, you know, I I just I cling to the hope that they were just young and naive and stupid that maybe they're not like that anymore hopefully yeah that's but, uh, how, that's how yeah. it is with young men yeah but uh it, it's true like uh you know i think about my my ex you remember him um, i lived with him the one of the final nails in the coffin when it came to our relationship was um i was like hey you know i was still in college at the time i was like hey you know what what happens if like i get pregnant um what are we going to do he said, uh, like, how are we going to afford that? And he said, no, oh, I'll just stop buying video games. I said, that's, that's it? That's all you're going to do? Is That's not going to be enough. And he said, okay, you know I spend like $6,000 a year on video games. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I don't think I can marry this person. Like, he's not at a point in his life where he's responsible enough. And I, I realized if I married him, I'd be supporting him. And which is okay if a woman has to step in, if somebody has to step in and support their SO, that's fine if that, if it comes to that. But like, did I love them enough to be okay with that? And that's when I realized, no, I don't. I actually did not know that. Wow. You didn't know that? Yeah. No, I, I, didn't, I didn't know that. I thought, actually, I thought it was something else, but wow, it must've been wow. a lot of other things that must've added up to that. And that was just a tipping point. Wow. It was. And uh, one other tipping point was um, we were driving home one day and um, he said, you know, my parents are having financial difficulties and I'm going to be giving them some money every uh, every month to help them out. And um, again, like if you're OK with helping and I if you're OK with doing that, if your SO is OK with you doing that, fine. Then I realize, oh, crap, when I get a career and start making money, I'm going to be doing the same thing. That's not something I was down with. 
I just didn't feel that way about him. You know, I, I think the whole thing um, with men and women getting careers, especially nowadays, with we have things like inflation and stuff that just shoot stuff up. And mm-hmm. it's just like, um, we're now living like how black families had to live 50, 60, 60 some odd years ago to yeah. where, to where, um, where like, you know, white families in the 50s, yeah, the, the dad could go to work. The dad could have a family, like wife and probably maybe two kids. One, one, one uh, what's it called, household? One uh, income household that could actually live off of that and do the things. But black families couldn't do that. You know, the, the dad and the mom had to go to work mm-hmm. and stuff. And it's become like that now. And I can, can kind of understand... I can understand, um, you know, why a lot of black people would support the uh, support things like um, welfare, at least in those times, you know, to get some help. But there was a caveat caveat to that, you know, obviously where you had to, uh, where the father had to leave, and hmm. and the uh, and the mother was like, okay, all right, fine, get out of here. Hmm. Dad had to leave and stuff, and I I, I get that, and I understand that, but today especially has gotten to the point to right now to where we have so many people that's overeducated in college mm. and not enough people actually work in their careers yes and it's so sad right now and even with me like okay i have a degree i graduated it'll be next month uh, yeah it'll be next month it'll be 10 years i graduated from university mm. and i still haven't been able to work in my career but really though i will actually know well, I did. I was able to at one point. I, I was able to. I, I was able to at one point, but a lot of it came to the fact that I, I was able to. I, I lost it because I made a dumb mistake. I, I made a mistake, and thinking that, and thinking that I could get work because I had a degree. That's what I've been told for you know twenty some odd years at the time. Yes. And now, but now it's like you have so many other people that's in my situation to where, okay, what can we do to make things work? How can we make it work? Like I've tried to actually do stuff on the on the internet, do stuff on Twitter, and be like, hey, yeah, you know, I want to be able to get a. Uh, let me try to create something. Let me try to create something on the internet. Create a book, create a YouTube series, do Twitch, and none of it popped off. But and you have so many, like I said, you have so many other people that's in my situation right now, and and a lot of men can't step up because of the fact that we put women on a fucking pedestal. To be able to to be able to work shit out, and you have a lot of men that's trying to make also make shit work out, but we can't get anything because of either affirmative action, or or because of the fact that oh we're not needed. We're, what we do is obsolete. You know, men men we're we're, we're seen as obsolete these days. And it's fucking irritating. You catch up on the chat too. Sorry, I can only see my chat. I can't see yours. I'm only, I'm only on your page. Okay. Let's see. Hope from I can't. Uh, I haven't owned slave. I can't hope that I was born white. Don't know what I'm submitting to. And I like the philosophy of MLK that people should not be judged by the color of the skin, but by the content of the characters. Too many are judging by skin color these days. Still these days. Yeah, he's right. He, he's right. And Did you see um, that, that lady that pulled the gun on the lady in Chipotle in the parking lot? Yeah, yeah. 
all of the news media outlets says white woman pulls gun on black woman. That was such crap. We have like people like the amazing Lucas saying, uh, saying like, oh man, she shouldn't have done that. And people, you know, it wasn't justified. She wasn't de-escalating the situation. And like, she was trying to leave. She was, they got behind her car and started hitting her car. And she had to do something to defend herself. She was pregnant. The white woman was pregnant. So it's basically you're saying, well, she should have waited until she swung at her first. Like what, when would have been a good time? Yeah, I, I mean... It's like, yeah, I also do agree too. I agree she shouldn't have pulled out her gun like that, and everything because it because her life wasn't on the line. But the uh, but what the um, what the uh, the the black woman and the mother were doing is that they were just trying they were just trying to get some internet clout. That's all it is, fucking internet clout. They were trying oh. to get they were trying to, they were just trying to they were trying to get the rise out and say, yeah, we're gonna be famous for this. Yeah, oh yeah, that's fucking despicable. Fuck them bitches. I would say. I was actually on the lady's side, though. Like, maybe a gun is too much, but what else was she supposed to do? Like, they weren't, they were trying to leave and they wouldn't let her leave. Uh, oh, oh, because of the fact that they said, oh, yeah, they, we, got, uh, we got bumped into by her. They, they, mm-hmm. they said that, oh, they bumped into, it was an accident. Mm-hmm. It was, I'd say it was an accident. But they were over here, they're looking at, they're looking at what all these other um, race baiters are doing. They say, oh, yeah, you know, we're going to be, we're, we're going to make money. We're going to be famous for being a victim. I, th- I think um, George Watson Carver even talked about this. He said there's a certain type of Negroes out there that would do what they can to, to come across as victims just so that they can, like, get paid. And they'll never want to stop doing that because uh, they won't get, they'll, they'll get the attention. Mm-hmm. It's fucking despicable. Look at that, uh, get that title. I mean, gun at a black woman and daughter during an argument. Yeah, I mean... It is. Uh, man, you know, this is why I don't want to go back home. Mm-hmm. This, this is why. I mean, I mean, shit like this. I don't want to, because what, what, what people are doing with this, with Black Lives Matter, with all this bullshit, is making it harder for me to get work. Mm-hmm. It makes it harder for, for upstanding people like me to get yeah. You know, rather, a person like me that doesn't get involved in all this shit. I can't yeah, get work. It's not a good picture. No, I cannot get work now because of this. I'm fed up. Why do you think that? Do you think it's because it's perceived as a liability? It's perceived as, as a liability, just like with me too. It's a liability, and also, but yeah, you got all these companies out here that say these things about, oh yeah, we're totally gonna, uh, we support black people and all these times of need. It's like just get the, get the fuck out of here with that disingenuous bullshit. It's nothing but platitudes. Oh, you put a square on your Instagram. Oh, you're so progressive. Thought that was the stupidest thing ever. <laughs> you know what's crazy about all this right now is that if there's any black people that's listening in on this, and, and they and they hear me talk about this, they would say they would go around calling me coon. They they, they would call me a coon. They would call me all these different names. In the sense mm-hmm. that, oh yeah, uh, you're a coon. You a uh, you a. Uh, uh, you a you a jigaboo, you you soft shoeing, you a um uh uh, uh 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 yeah, Uncle Tom, there you go, that's what I was look, where I was looking for, Uncle Tom. They would call me all those things and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and 
And it's annoying as hell. It, it is super annoying as hell that I can't even that I can't even do the things I want to. And PlayStation Five, yes, I did delete that. You know, because I because I know that I know that some of y'all are going to sit up here and take that out of context. Okay, so going back to uh, the stream I did last Saturday, um, someone had, uh, uh, that Spanish dude asked me about George Floyd, and I, and I said I didn't really care about it. And um, and it made and some people made it come across to me saying that oh I said that he deserved to die. And I'm going to say this one more time. I didn't say that he deserved to die. I said that he didn't deserve to have all those fucking funerals for what he mm-hmm. did. You know, and I said, yeah, I, and, I, and, I, and I admit that, yeah, that he was a criminal and stuff. But he didn't, de- he didn't deserve uh, being a martyr. A martyr? How do, is that how you say that? Martyr? Martyr, yeah. Yeah, he didn't deserve to be a martyr. You know? Yeah, yeah we always sit up here and glorify people that do bad things. You know, I think that's, that's, what, our, that's what our society is all about. We, we will sit up and glorify people that do bad things. And we like being told what to do. The guests work out a living. As it comes to wearing a mask, like this guy right here, white people Twitter. What? Yeah, oh yeah, that's the thing on Reddit. White people Twitter, black people Twitter. Yeah, that's the thing they got. I hate Twitter. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. oh, Tristan, my uh, my pins is skewed. Okay, I like to know. Wait a minute, I didn't. I did, okay, wait a minute. What do you mean my... Wait, why is my opinion skewed? I said that he, should, he doesn't deserve to be seen as a martyr. Yeah, it's sad that he, that he died. But he didn't deserve, you know, all this glory and praise for it. Eight funerals? I'm sorry, man. I don't agree with that. Why, why is my opinion skewed on this? Because I did say that he didn't deserve to die. If all you consume is social... Oh, wait, wait, if all you consume is social media, then you'll think like the media. Now, I don't, I don't consume social media. I deleted my Facebook. If you got killed by the police, you want to you wanna go out for nothing? At least he encouraged change. Wait, who's he? Who, who's George he? Floyd. Saying George Floyd's death encouraged change. I don't think it did. A change. Uh, uh, no, because, uh, th- I mean, so here's the thing on this. Here's my take on this. Every election season, this shit happens. This happened in 2012, all right, with the whole, um, uh, um, with the whole, uh, uh, um, yeah, that, that, that incident that happened in Florida. Damn, I, I forgot about it now. But, yeah, that was election season. Then 2016, the whole incident in Dallas, the, 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 the shooting in Dallas, um, uh, that was also election season, and this incident again. Uh, uh, this incident, this incident again. That um, this uh, is an election season. This happens every election season, and people still haven't gotten their damn minds out of their uh, uh, heads, out of their um, out of the sand, and realize that oh wait a minute, this happens every election season. Maybe we should start realizing that hey, you know, maybe this is all being controlled. There's never going to be a change with this. If all people do like what. Uh, like what um, uh, uh, Dara said, if all you consume is social media, then you think like the, then you think like them. Huh. And uh, Candace Owens said the same thing. And did you see Dave Chappelle's special where he talked about her? No, I, I still haven't watched that. I don't want to watch that, to be honest with you. Okay. I know that's fine, but I'll, I'll just say he didn't say very nice things about Candace Owens. Well, I mean, 
all this shit that's going on right now, and Patrice O'Neill, God bless that man's soul, he said this. He said that a lot of the shit that's going on right now is getting black people to go against each other over this shit because there are black people that's for George Floyd, there's black people that's against him on this shit, man. And, 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 with, and with all that's going on, this is, this is the vision that's happening. They want black people to be against each other. They want the whole nation to be against each other. And, and, That's why and, the race baiting is existing, and it's easier to control people when they're divided. There's, there's black people that's against the glorifying of, uh, of, uh, of George Floyd. That's what it is, PlayStation 5. Because I'm fucking fed up with this shit. No, I'm against the glorifying of it, Tristan. You're taking this shit out of context, man. I agree, Tristan. We're not saying that it was okay that he died. Yeah, get the fuck off of your whole Black Lives Matter bullshit, man. I'm fucking sick and tired of, uh, uh, of uh, hearing this from you and other people like this. I'm fucking sick of this shit. I am. I'm fucking sick of this bullshit. Because people don't know how to listen. So the whole George Floyd thing was a big cocktail of things that just went wrong because apparently that guy had the, the police officer. He had so many complaints against him in the past few years, like more so than an average police officer. But that was something that uh, people are looking into because a police union would keep him from getting fired over that. So, yeah. And uh, I, nobody's really talking about police unions, though. They're talking about racist cops. Yeah, exactly. And I agree with that 100% because, uh, you know, I'm not going to sit up. I'm not going to sit up here and praise cops fully, though. I do know some cops that are amazing. Like you um, like, I don't know if I told you this, but um, are you familiar with Ronnie Coleman? Mm. He's, are you familiar with him? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. You say yes or no. I'm sorry. For, but for some reason, you're like clipping out. I uh, know. I've never heard of him. OK, so he was uh, Mr. Olympia, I think seven or eight, seven time Mr. Olympia. And um, like he's a huge bodybuilder, right? So he was a police officer in in uh, in um, in Arlington. Ronnie Coleman, APD. So this guy right here. I don't know if we can see him right there. Yeah, Ronnie Coleman. Hey. Yeah. So so anyway, yeah, he was a police officer. The juice. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, anyway, this, yeah, he was a police officer um, in Arlington. And so when uh, my dad, so in 2001, my dad actually got into an accident. Uh, he, he got into an accident. He got into, my dad got into a motorcycle accident, dislocated his shoulder and everything. But Ronnie Coleman just happened, just so happened, this guy just so happened to patrol uh, the area. And so my dad was so high on adrenaline from the accident and everything. Like, he ignored the pain. He was like, oh, shit, it's Ronnie Coleman. Hey, come over to my house and come meet my, my boys <laughs> and everything. So, <laughs> so, so, he, so he comes over and this big Hulk. And so, and so this so big Hulk, so this big chocolate Hulk-looking motherfucker comes into my house, right? And, and we're like, I, I, was, I was 15 at the time. I was like, holy crap, man, who is this guy? Mm-hmm. And, and everything. So he brought my... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he brought my dad home and everything. And so my dad, he's fucked up. Has a dislocated shoulder, has um, raspberries all over his body and stuff. And uh, he brings him home. I was like, oh, that's just so cool. And then I also had another neighbor who was also a police officer. He was a, also, always a great guy. 
He's a like, view is cool. But, um, you know, now I get it, though. I get that there are some corrupt cops out there. The biggest thing that helped me to understand how corrupt cops were was, um, do you remember Officer Jillian Smith? Yes, the died on the first day. Was, wait, was it her first day? Was it her? Yeah, the one that jumped in front of a bullet to save the, the young girl. Yeah, see, I didn't know. Okay, see, I didn't know that that was her first day. But I think yeah. so. Fresh out of the academy. Yeah, because um, it's like they sent her out there to take care of a domestic dispute alone. Mm-hmm. And um, let me let me see if I can find. It. Yeah, so she was sent out there to take care of a domestic dispute alone. And in all my years, uh, uh, all my years, I've never heard Arlington. I never heard an officer going out there to take care of a dispute by herself. Mm-hmm. And and um, uh, uh, yeah, so she was so she was sent out there to take care of a dispute by herself, which is something. That was unheard of, right? Mm-hmm. It's something that's that's super unheard of. Mm-hmm. And but I found out to put the dispatcher that she sent her out there to go take care of that, and then she died. She died in, in the line of duty, and they said the dispatcher got fired for that for doing that. But Ow. then she got her job six months uh, after the fact. Mm-hmm. She got her job six months after after the fact, uh, and, and that really irritated me, man. That irritated me to no fucking end. You shouldn't send a you shouldn't send a rookie by themselves. I thought they had to be with somebody for a while. Yeah, and that's the thing that that makes it all suspect. Mm-hmm. Oh, PlayStation Five asked, uh, "Did he tell? Did Ronnie Coleman tell my dad? Lightweight baby, <laughs> you know what? I didn't know anything about Ronnie until um, until I met him that day. Because that, that's one of Ronnie Coleman's saying. He said, lightweight baby, yeah, buddy." Is he fired for doing right? Um, no, I think he just left. I think I think he just oh, okay. left the uh, the force. You know, okay. he, he has a documentary out out about him and everything. It's actually really cool. I think he actually doesn't live that far from my parents' house. If you look at if you look at his um, if, if you look at the documentary, but yeah, he still he still lives in the Arlington area. He has a he has a store out there. Oh, neat. Now on the topic of Miss Smith here, they did actually when I was a criminal justice major, there was a scholarship set up in her name and. Um, they were presenting it. Uh, the family was there. It was a nice little ceremony. It was very beautiful. I'm very nice. proud of her. Yeah, because she was on top of her game. I heard that she was very much on top of all that um, that she did. Mm-hmm. And you know, I went to school with her and our and our older sister, and everything. Like mm-hmm. her older sister was two years older than me. Jillian was a year younger than me. And well, if you scroll up, uh, if you scroll up, uh, I think that's a picture of the police chief. That was one of my teachers. Actually gave me the reference to my current job right now. Uh, wait, wait, her, wait. Police chief, uh, where? Hello? I know there's a bit of a delay here. Yeah, the one above the, the picture of the gravesite. Okay. Oh, like this guy right here? Okay. That's him. Okay, wow, that's crazy. Man. And, you know, what's crazy about all this with, uh, officer, with, uh, with, uh, Jillian mm-hmm. was the fact that the very last time I saw her was that time you and I went out to go watch that movie together. ZA? Yeah, because I saw her and, and, uh, and Jessica at the theater, but I didn't go say hi to them. But that was the last time I saw them, and I regret that instantly. I, re- I still regret that to this day. Mm-hmm. Oh. Never man. know. Hell yeah, man. You never know. You never, ever know. But, you know, I want to end this off 
I want to end this off. Uh, I, let's end this off on something positive. So, uh, oh, so while I was out and about, while, while I was out and about, um, I went out and I had, when I did my stream on Saturday, I went out and I talked to a lot of people that were doing a lot of, uh, you know, that was out, out and about party and doing whatever. And, and uh, I asked people, I said, hey, what's something good that happened to you? Uh, let me see if I can find, let me see if I can even get it on here. Uh, wait, in fact, I'll probably just get it on my Twitter instead. Yeah, I, I went around and asked people, I said, hey, what is something that actually made you have a good day? What is making you happy this week? In fact, I'm, I'm going to play that right quick, and uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, mute you. I, I, just, I, just want, I just want, actually, no, but it, no, that probably won't work. But basically, I, was asking, I asked a lot of people, I said, hey, what, what's something that made you have a good day, have a good week? All the people I interviewed, they said something like, oh, I got an internship. I got a new job. I passed my test. You know, so I, I'm going to ask the people in the chat, what was it? What's something good that actually happened to you guys? In fact, for, in fact I'm going to start with you, Harvey. What's something good that happened? What made you happy this oh. week? Um, my husband got a call from his superiors, and they asked him to write a little biography about himself for the company website. And, as you know, he's been on furlough for the past few months. So um, hearing that made me feel very optimistic that, uh, you know, he will have a job to go back to and hopefully we can get through this. And also, supposedly, the CDC is now going to declassify uh, COVID as an epidemic. Wait, you mean they didn't before? Oh, not yet, I don't think. I think they still consider it a pandemic or epidemic. Pandemic. It's a pandemic, right? Okay. Um. Oh, Tristan asked me, what are you doing for the Black Lives Matter event on Friday? There's a Black Lives Matter event on Friday? I didn't know that. But I'm not doing a part of it. I'm, I'm not doing anything Black Lives Matter related. Yeah. I think that BLM is actively using blacks as pawns in an agenda. And I don't like that. I don't like that they're using people that way. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree. So, and... Yeah, that's thing. So, so wait a minute. So there's oh, so what's the difference between a pandemic and epidemic? Uh, from pandemic to an epidemic, it's a downgrade. Yeah. So pandemic, I think, is like worldwide, and epidemic is more localized. Okay. Okay. I, I guess. <laughs> you say what? I just explained it too. Okay. Well, you know, over here in Korea, at the very least, um, it's like. It, uh, it, some, they're slowly letting the kids go back to school right now, but uh, uh, some bars are open and everything. But but uh, some bars are open right now. But uh, but in order to get into some of these places, you have to you you have to um, uh, excuse me do something that's kind of similar to like I guess having a, a microchip in you where you got to take your phone right. You got to take your phone, and then you got to go inside and. Um, and like scan this QR code from your neighbor account to let the government know, say, hey, yeah, you were in this place at this time. And I, I don't d- like that. Yeah, and uh, I, I think they did that at my last job. They said that, yeah, you can't go, you can't go into this building now without this because the government wants to know everywhere. Like even on my phone right now, the government knows exactly, Korean government knows exactly where I'm at and they're monitoring all that I do. Mm. Yeah, so, and Tristan, yeah, you're right. I do go crazy with the politics, but here's the thing. I hate politics. I hate politics crazy, but
But at the same time, I'm not going to sit up and be uninformed about all that goes on in the world right now. <laughs> so there, so that's just my take on that. And, and that's pretty much all that I can pretty much fucking do because I can't get a job anywhere. I graduated university 10 years ago. I can't get shit. Nobody wants fucking video work. You know, and uh, my, my last job didn't want to hire me back because of my YouTube channel and stuff. So I'm just like, fuck it. I don't care anymore. I mean, I would like to be able to get a job somewhere, but at the same time, it's just like, what the fuck else can I do? And yeah, Darius, yeah, congrats. It says congrats to the husband. Oh, yes, <laughs> he does need to take a picture, and he hasn't had the haircut in months. So <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do, and I'm like, you know what? Just go all out and make yourself a big afro. Hopefully, they don't stick you with cultural appropriation. Please, man. There's white people out there with afros, man. I, I won't, I won't do that. <laughs> Wait, who had an afro in the seventies? Who did? Irish, my dad. Oh, a big. He looked like Napoleon Dynamite, like ninety percent. He had a big <laughs> curly red afro, and um, he told me the story about how he was walking through this hallway. The seventies, right? He's walking through this hallway uh, called Soul City because that's where all the blacks congregated. Because everybody just kind of, you know, congregated within their own realm, I guess. And my dad's walking through, and um. Somebody, a black student comes up and he goes, oh, what's up, Barry? My dad's name is Barry. He's like, what's up, Barry? Where'd you get that afro? And he just looks at him and he goes, my mom's black. <laughs> and the guy's like, what? Because <laughs> he's, he's like, back then you didn't say stuff like that. It, it just, just, you never did. And um, he goes, okay. And after <laughs> that, they were all cool with each other. See, you know, and that's what I love about 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 stuff like that i can make jokes like that with people and i like it when people make jokes like that with me too it's all fun it's all fun in games man mm-hmm. oh Darius, says, he can't put on a suit and hold negro lamer like the team it's <laughs> <laughs> the name darius came up with my cat <laughs> 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 yes, my cat's name is olimar and he puts the the neg in it negro <laughs> <laughs> Yes, my little, my little gray loaf. Oh, also, they called him Barry V. White. Barry White, but he's Barry V. White. Like, that's funny. See, you can make jokes like that. That's funny. Yeah, you know, that, I, miss, I miss when you can make, you know, just, just some jokes like that and everything. It just um, makes shit work out, you know? You know, and, and everybody gets to have a good joke, have a good time. We used to do that in the 90s. Persian. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I just read that with this Persian part. <laughs> Remember the Giovanni? Was that his name? In, yeah. In Pokemon. Yeah, that Persian. Yeah. Dude, man, you know I miss. I'm actually do miss playing old school Pokemon again. I, I actually really do. I, I used to speed run it like five years ago. Then I stopped with it after a while. But it's still a fun game to play. I never got into Pokemon, but I did like Pokemon Stadium where. It, to play the little mini games where you can throw the Ekans on the Doug trios like a ring toss. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I also, um, you know, you hear they're coming out with a new Pokemon Snap. Yes! Oh my gosh, it's gonna be so tense. <laughs> yes, dude, man. I never could get into Pokemon Snap at first, but then after I got older and started looking at speedrun, I said, oh, okay, it's not that bad. That's yeah, it is kind of bad. fun. Yeah. I think it's a game that's meant to be speed. Well, I guess you can. Yeah, you end the level early and stuff. But I just like all the cool shots you can get. But I bought that on my virtual console on the Wii. And I actually streamed it years ago. 
back when I was still living in Southern or South San Jose, right? And the pictures look like total ass on the virtual console. <laughs> so blurry and it looks like crap. Dude, man, that's, that actually sounds like, I can't believe I didn't know about that. I have to uh, look for that. Man, um, yeah. Uh, because um, well, what I find it funny is that when you look at the game speed run, when you speed run the game, right? Um, mm -hmm. uh, uh, like people found ways how to get the uh, actual best photos mm -hmm. in, in the game and stuff. Like you get you get an S tier. I'm just like, oh, okay, I didn't know that. That's, that's yeah. actually that's actually fascinating and stuff. But you know, hopefully, once everything starts opening up, I actually do want to get a switch. But mainly because my mom wants to switch. Switch. She wants to play. Um, what's that game? Uh, Mario Kart. Yeah, and if you get a switch, your ass is playing Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles with me. Okay. Yes. Yes. Oh, is that what tits mean? <laughs> is that what that means? I didn't know that. Too into this shit. <laughs> well, there's a question mark. Um, sure, I, I'm okay with that. That works. Zay, make it work. Make it work. It works. You never told me what you found uh, happiness in oh, this week. This week? Um, yeah, okay. I have to really think about it, though. Because um, it, it's been kind of difficult, but... Let me let me try to find something. I know that you know getting word that my little brother uh, is actually going to go to a major university down south. That that's good news to me. Oh, that's wonderful. I know he was having some issues, I guess. Yeah, but you know he 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 finally got over it. That's good. He 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 got over it, and uh, he's 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 been accepted. So I'm happy about that. Oh, that's uh, so wonderful. I'm very happy about that. So. But you know, I, uh, uh, but you know, it's like I'm gonna have to start doing a little bit more so I can like really get through it all. Get get through it all, and uh, just try to actually find find ways to actually find find ways to actually um, make things work out. You know, because uh, you know it's it's tough on people. But you know, as a man, I gotta do what I gotta do. I got to do what I got to do. I can't sit up here and complain about stuff. I can't be like, oh, no, I, I'm not getting this. I'm not getting that. Wah, wah, wah. Because, you know, nobody's, nobody's going to care about what a man complains about. Nobody's going to nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna, um, no, nobody's gonna, uh, complain about that. Nobody's going to care. So they're going to be like, okay, you know, you're a man. You need to take care of your issues. But if it's a woman, if I, if I was a girl, I'd be like, oh, no, poor, poor baby. Uh, pretty soon, all the complaints just going to come to a head. They're going to get so many things bitching, people bitching about things all at once that pretty soon it's not going to hold any weight anymore. Yeah, actually, you know, what, everyone so, super, no one will be. Yeah, actually, you know what? I actually just um, remember something. I was talking to one of my former students uh, in Abbott. She um, she actually got a job working working using her art art, art artist skills or whatever and do whatever. And she told me that she she was a, she told me that um she was able to actually do work on Crash Bandicoot Four, 4 which I'm showing video of right now. Hmm. She she was able to do some artwork, official artwork for the game. Hmm. And um and she's she's waiting right now to see whether or not it got released. But I'm but the fact that she was able to get this far and do whatever that actually makes me super happy that one of my former students is now um is now able to do something with, within her field. 
<laughs> and I was actually, I'm actually happy that, that, you know, the things that I taught her, whether when she was in high school and even throughout college, actually transferred over to her. And I got fired for teaching her this, her, her and the uh, other students this. I said to her and the other students, I said, hey, do not depend only on your degree to be able to get you where you want to get to. Absolutely. You know, make this- connections with people. And I said that to her and she followed through with it and it worked. My, the, the thing that I've learned, the wisdom that I have received just in my past few years of being out of college, it, it's that the mindset that we gave people my age when we were growing up, like in junior high and high school, the mindset we were given was, you know, certain jobs are beneath you. You need to go to college to get a good job, be somebody, be like big name or whatever. And we, we devalued essential jobs to speak like what is so bad about being a plumber what is so bad about being a garbage man like you can be a plumber do an apprenticeship and you will be so busy you have to turn down work like you are never going to be hurting for money and you don't have to go get a fancy degree and be in debt for 20 years right start your own business shoot that's what uh, my cousin is doing um he worked he worked as a welder for years but now he's starting his own business and uh-huh. yeah, and it's just, but it's, a lot of it is due to the social, um, a, a lot of it is due to social pressure because especially here in South Korea, if you work in the trades, a woman would not want to be with you straight up. Mm-hmm. It's like Korean women, they want a man that, that's a doctor or a lawyer and stuff because that, shit like that is pushed, is, is pushed on the people here. But in Japan, it's different. It's like a woman... It's like the it, 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 a woman, Japanese women. They're, they're like that one uh, Chris Rock bit where he talks about like uh, about older women. Do you know about that one? Mm. I well, saw the one where women hate women. That was pretty funny. <laughs> I don't know. Oh man, I got to check that one out. But no, Chris Rock he had talked about um, about he said that he like a, an older woman. You know, not Weezy Jefferson old, but just older than him. Uh-huh. And and um, he he said that as long as you got a dick and a job, you know, she don't care. And that's true. <laughs> yeah. That. Why well, a lot of girls that I, I grew up with, you know, don't. That wasn't some one of the first things that they thought about. Like, oh, he doesn't work right now. He just stays at home. Like, honey, if he's at home and he's got nothing else to do, he's gonna stay at home forever. Okay, like have somebody with a job or some sort of prospect. Let's see. I like what uh, Sergeant Seven said. The ideal life is to get a job just so you can ditch it and get your own income, so you don't have to work anymore. Yeah, you know, that's what I've been trying to do. Is is like, okay, I built up all this stuff. I will admit though that I fucked up when I worked over at K Texas. Um, when I worked when I worked at this uh, TV studio, where um, uh, I thought that I thought I was good enough to be able to work in the back as a uh, as a video editor. But they wanted to keep me in, in, in the production side until there was a space open. And the only reason I didn't want to stick with it at that time was because I was hurting for money, man. And uh, you, have a lot of, you have a lot of people in that situation. There's so many other people in that situation to where, okay, um, I have college debt. I have a student loan and I have, car, and I have uh, rent and other stuff. I was going to get like $20 a month and I had to go and get plaz. I was working three jobs. And still have to get plasma on the weekend just to be able to have some money left over. And I, I hate this notion that, that our parents' generation pushed on us. Get a, get a college degree. You know, you have to be in debt to be able to, because you'll be able to get stuff later. And we see now that's not the case. When I, when, uh, I bought, like, when I got my car, right, 
My parents said to me, oh, yeah, you'll be able to get a job since you got a degree now. That never, ha- that never fucking happened. I don't think that the, our parents really knew about that because to them, getting a degree did mean you could get a job. Get, getting a degree was easier and cheaper back then, but not everybody got one. So back then, not everybody had a degree. So if you had one, you were pretty much in. Nowadays, everybody's got a degree. You need to have something else. Yeah, you yeah. don't really need a degree to do most jobs anyway. Like if, if you're being a doctor or a lawyer or something that does require extensive education, yes. I don't think you really need, should go to like a four-year institution for certain things like teaching. Well, actually, or, no, I, I, I think you do. You do. For teaching, I, I do agree. You know, it's part of STEM. I do agree with that. But for mm-hmm. what I do, video media production, you don't need a fucking degree for this shit. Had I mm-hmm. known a decade ago, no. 15 years ago, 15, 16 years ago, had I known that, um, had, had I known that, uh, oh yeah, you know, it's better to make connections with, with the right people and to learn from them, I would have gotten, I probably would have gotten a degree in maybe uh, business, you know, understanding the business aspect of things instead of just the art aspect of, of, uh, of my field. Mm-hmm. And, and, the art school. What does uh, art school do for you? Yeah, our school would do jack fucking shit. It would do, it would do jack, jack shit for anybody. And, yeah, yeah, it's not back in the days, not the and 80s. You're right. And I wish I had known that. And for any young kids out there listening in on this, you know, if you get a degree, get something that's in something that's fucking useful. Like, like it's in demand. Yeah, it's, it's like getting a liberal arts degree, getting a liberal arts degree is nothing. It is useless. I have a liberal arts degree, and yeah, it kind of is. I, I mean, I have my job now, which is pretty good, so I like that, but it's okay. I thought it was more, I thought it was going to be like a science degree, but yeah, liberal arts. Oh, wait, are you saying, is that what you got? I have a liberal arts degree. Oh, I didn't know I, that. I, it's okay. I, my my degree's in my closet. It's not, I don't really see it as much of an accomplishment in it. I went in there, I did the work that was given to me, and I did well at it, and I got a piece of paper. So, yeah, Sean, I think, so, have, you, have you not gotten a good experience, though, living over there? It may not have been what you planned on, but you got something out of it, I hope. Well, yeah, I did. You know, meet, meeting, meeting, uh, meeting the president, that was cool. Getting viral on YouTube, being in a movie. I mean, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. The president? Yeah, I met the president of South Korea four days before he got elected. Oh, damn. That is pretty cool. It is, but you know, it's just like I, I still I want more. You know, I, I want more. I, I, I want. I really want more to this. We all want more, I and mean, you're actually taking an active role in getting more. That's yeah. more to say than people over here that just get their degree and bitch and moan that they're not being handed a job. Yeah, I mean, I would like to be able to work in America. I, I really would. It make make a living at home because I would like to have a family. I would like to have a family. And I would like to be able to do my own thing. And, and yeah, I, I am a bit mad about it. Uh, and it's not possible for me to go to Japan because they're not accepting foreigners right now. And uh, nobody here in Korea will um, hire me right now, not until uh, they get word that, okay, yeah, you know, we can start hiring people. But mm-hmm. the thing I'm really upset about is the fact that you have a lot of people in America talking about oppression. They say, oh, we're oppressed. Motherfucker, y'all don't know real oppression. I worked with... North, with North Koreans that escaped real oppression, dealt mm-hmm. with them, heard their story. You should I, interview them, Sean. If I can I think find that them. would be quite fascinating. 
Yeah, well, you know, as you, I don't know if you went to my channel, but I shut down my, my channel more or less because mm -hmm. uh, it's like I'm just I, I'm, I'm tired of making travel videos right now. You know, YouTube talk about, oh, yeah, let's support black creators and everything. I was like, motherfuckers, I've been up here for the last five years doing doing this whole traveling shit. Where the fuck were y'all at? Fucking Susan Wojcicki, that bitch fucker. Like yeah. it's it's only they're only saying that because it's popular. Yeah, it's only popular. They say, oh yeah, let's support black creators. Let's do this stuff. Uh, you got a black creator that lives here in South Korea, that has been doing stuff, showing other young black people, young people in general. Oh yeah, you can go off and you can do this stuff too. Here's I'm gonna show you guys how to do this. Oh no, wait a minute, you don't have the right viewpoint. You, uh, we're not gonna support you. Mm -hmm. Same with Twitch. Yes, I think this uh, the seeds of Twitch is. Uh ball have been sown it won't be immediate but it's starting to happen now with the new tos stuff going down or um her inability consist to consistently uh uh what is the word crap what's the word um enforce their rules and their tos for some and not for others yeah but you know what's crazy though is the fact that one of the biggest streamers uh dr disrespect actually got banned yeah. Uh, I, I think they can't say anything legally right now, but it has to have been something really bad for them to uh, get rid of their cash cow. Because mm -hmm. yeah, he was the second to Ninja, wasn't he? Yeah, and of course, you know, we all know Ninja left, but Ninja, man, he got the best deal out of this because, you know, Mixer's down. And mm -hmm. he got, he got, he got, he pretty much got paid a couple millions just to just fuck off. <laughs> yep. And so he's, he's pretty, pretty sure upset for more than a couple mil. Yeah, he's set for life. Yeah. Good on him, man. Yeah, good on him. I, I'm not going to hate on him he for that. Refused uh, to be alone with female journalists because uh, he didn't want to be implicated with anything. Yeah, and that was smart on him. Oh, and, yeah. all, and all the feminists Very were giving him, give, giving him shit, talking about, oh, how dare you don't want to play a game with the girl and everything? How, um, how, uh, how dare you don't want to do anything alone with the women? I said, well, look, if I was a married man, I would, you know, I would have respect for my wife number one and number two you know i don't want any of that trouble i don't want i don't want any of that smoke that's that's some kind of smoke i don't want it's the mike pence defense yeah exactly the mike pence defense and uh I, that's very smart i i would i i think that's a good idea on his part because it's my husband was saying that too and he's like i don't want to go like have lunch with a woman alone you know that's something i do with my wife I said, well, if it's like a business lunch, I, I don't mind. He goes, well, I, you know, it's not about that. It's, that. That's something that I do with my wife and only my wife. Well, actually, I would like to call that really the Mike Tyson defense because, you know, after Mike Tyson was falsely accused of rape or whatever, he said that he never, ever wants to be in alone in a room with a woman and <laughs> stuff. You know, he, he said, I remember he said that uh, decade and a half ago, if that, <laughs> you know, and it, and it makes a lot of sense, especially in this whole... Me Too, there's a whole uh, Me Too stuff going on right now. And, you know, I'm not down with Me Too, not because of, just because of that. It's also because of the fact that there's a lot of hypocrisy that goes on with that shit. Like, um, you know, it's like uh, uh, people think, oh, it's only reserved for women. What about men that get Me too And hmm. so that, they have to deal Terry with Terry Crews. Terry Crews, yeah, exactly. And black people turn, have turned their backs on him now and everything. Oh, Remember my this? gosh, they were saying he was weak. How dare they? 
Yeah, and you know what's funny is that um, Snoop Dogg, he made an Instagram post on talking about... Oh, the yeah. coon? <laughs> yeah. that, the coon bunch? Yeah, it's funny he didn't put Terry Crews on there because he knows that Terry will come and whoop his ass. Mm-hmm. But Jill, but Jill, he really though he's going around saying God gave you muscles to use them or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, Dio, Dio's trying to come back and be relevant. He was the weak. He was, I think, he was the weakest out of the um, out of the uh, the kings of comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, Bernie Mac was the best. God bless that man's soul. I wonder I if he was. I wonder if he was I alive right now to hear all this mess. I'm gonna tell you. Look, I'm, I'm gonna tell you something right now. I'm not here for no foolishness. <laughs> it's the Mac man. I'm gonna tell you something. I'm, listen to me, America. What kind, of, what kind of foolishness is this? Going around here talking about Black Lives Matters and stuff. <laughs> you know, you got that stuff. Yeah, I know his death was very surprising. I didn't even know there was anything wrong with him. Well, I mean, at his age, he had pneumonia. So, yeah, that can get you. That's what oh. took out my uncle. Yeah. And then Isaac Hayes died the next day. And we were like thinking, oh, shit, Sam Jackson, please don't be next. Please don't be next. Oh, that, no. that was the year. Right. <laughs> Wait, what? Hayes died of a heart attack, right? That was right after he left South Park. Yeah, yeah, yo, yeah. Um, well, yeah, because um, people think that that the um, that Scientology probably killed him. You know, that's why he had yeah. to leave. But who knows? Yeah, that's why he left. Yes, the church made him leave. Yeah. I don't know if they killed him, but yeah, who knows? That stuff that Leah Remini is uh, uncovering about Scientology—it's it's pretty. Be scary stuff, dude. I saw that. I saw that that show and um, and even the interview with uh, Joe Rogan about that. Yes, watch the Joe or listen to the Joe Rogan one. Just the stuff she talks about, like how they keep you in line, that you have to sign a contract, and how they keep tabs on you, like from when you're born, the day you're born, and they're like, okay, we saw in the first grade through a pencil at this person. Right. It's it's, it's nuts. Yeah, and you know when I saw her on uh, on um, on that on that little show, her talking about it, I was like, "Damn, that woman is straight up New York." <laughs> yeah, I know. I like the way she talks, dude. And you know what's crazy? I didn't know this until recently. Um, are you from? Okay, do you remember that that game, uh, that that game company Sierra? No. Oh, like they made like the Roger Wilco games, the uh, King's Quest games. Um, the Lisa Shoot Larry games, they're well known for that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm familiar with those. Okay, so they had another game series, point and click game series, that was very popular called uh, Gabriel Knight. And, um, like, that game is super, that game, that, that game is fun. Like, my dad and I, we used to play that a lot. And they had some big name voice actors in there, like Mark Hamill was in there. Um, uh, uh, um, God, who's the guy that played the original Pennywise? Uh, Tim Curry. Yeah, Tim Curry. He was in the. Yeah, he, he was. He was Gabriel Knight. Like, imagine Tim Curry with a southern accent. <laughs> I I can't, but I do remember him playing the dad in the Wild Thornberries. Yeah. Okay. Let me let me oh, see if I can, let me see if I can find it. Okay. Excuse me, but your eyes are really distracting. I don't think I've ever seen a color quite like that brownish gold. It's so deep. Rich man, if I could bottle that. Oh my gosh, that's horrible. <laughs> Need for effort, though. I mean, well, I mean, it, he, he's trying to sound like he's from Louisiana, though. But <laughs> that is fun. Uh, yeah, I need for effort. I mean, um, Alan Rickman did a Southern accent in King of the Hill for a brief moment. That was cute. Alan Rickman. Oh. Uh, um, guy from Die Hard. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Oh, um, so it's fine. I don't know if you've seen any of the Harry Potter films. Um, only, uh, only saw, like, the last one, the part one. Okay, uh, well, in one of the films, one of the teachers, there's an English actor that plays one of the teachers in the second film, and um, I, like, shit a brick when I realized that he plays Dr. Loveless in Wild Wild West. Wait, the, I- super, the wheelchair guy. Oh. It's not Alan Rickman, it's uh, somebody else, but that was played by a British guy. And I'm like, what? That dude nailed that southern accent. I'm like, okay, British people can do a southern accent. Yeah, they can, they can. Okay. That's not Alan Rickman, it's a shoot. Yeah, I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking around. It, yeah, it is crazy with this movie. Um, Will Smith turned down The Matrix to do Wild Wild West. <laughs> I know. <laughs> he does at least acknowledge that Keanu Reeves was Neo that could have been. He regrets it. He regrets it, but he's like, yeah, but you know, Keanu Reeves did a good job. True, true, true. It's, it's, no. like, it's a classic case of what could have been. I remember Dave Chappelle re- regretted doing, um, not doing Bubba and, and uh, Forrest Gump. Oh, he regretted that? I thought he... No, he said that he uh, he turned it down. He said regrets turning it down. Oh wow! Yeah, I knew he was uh, going to take the role, or he was considered for the role. He would have been great in that. You know, I didn't watch that movie until last year, and when I look at it now, I look at Forrest Gump. I look at Forrest Gump now, and I'm just like, fucking hell! This is the good movie that young men need to watch to figure, to, to see why being a nice guy isn't isn't the way to be all the time. Hmm. You know, especially when dealing with women and such. You're like, you know, you got to stop being Cap, uh, 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 Captain Save-A-Ho. <laughs> Captain save Oh, because uh, Forrest gets shit on every time by Jenny? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, E-40, E-40, like, he made that into, he made that, uh, into a song. Mm-hmm. And uh, Captain Save-A-Ho. And it's like, oh, I wish, I, I wish I'd uh, listened to that back then. You know, and understand that. <laughs> I'm not gonna play it right now because I don't want to get uh I don't want to get DM DMCA'd, but yeah. yeah. I <laughs> but yeah, it's just like a guy basically come up there and he's gonna just save a woman from uh, whatever. But but you know we see uh 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 Forrest doing that to Jenny, saving her from something. She always went and she always left him and went back to the same t- people that did the bad <laughs> things to her. Steve Urkel was a good example of that. Yes. You, uh, you, uh, I didn't watch a lot of Family Matters, but I did know that the, the actor that played Steve Urkel plays uh, Ashley's boyfriend in an episode of Fresh Prince. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to, he's like, I think we should make love. And then I saw the comments saying, Ashley gets pregnant, and Urkel goes, did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I gotta look for that. Dude, man, you know that this is it was so crazy. I, I I do miss the '90s. I, I I really do miss the '90s a lot because you can get away with so much more. I mean, yeah, sure, you had people that were like social justice warriors today um, uh, in the '90s, but they were but they were made fun of. We made mm-hmm. people made fun of them back then. Like Cry Me a River, where, where, where? Cry Me a River. <laughs> All got problems, buddy. <laughs> Oh, Sergeant Seven is like, should I, should I, should I save her? I want to <laughs> be safe. Dude, man, that G-Funk, that G-Funk sound back in the day, man, was great. 
Mm-hmm. Man, I miss that. They, they don't have G Funk is, is dead. It's, it's missing. We need that back in hip hop. We need. Have you seen mid nineties? Say what? You seen mid nineties the movie? Never heard of it. Mid- Never heard. Well, I tell about this movie and nobody's heard of it. It came out uh, 2018, I think, in October. Oh, yeah, I like watch the trailer for that. It's it's about a little. It's about the skater culture in the nineties. Ah, oh, I can't watch it. Uh, no. Uh, Korea, man, I swear they, it's like there's a lot of things here that I cannot watch in this country because of, uh, because of how conservative they are with stuff on YouTube. It's like, oh, pro wrestling stuff is too violent. You can't watch that. You can't. I can't even watch anything on a on a what's that game? Persona Four or Persona oh, Q? Really? Voice actors. Like, check this out. Okay, so I want to take a look at this video. Take a look. Oh nope, you can't watch it. It's too. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's based on an M-rated game. No, no. Not for you. Um, if you want, you can come to my channel on Twitch since I'm live right now, and I can play it really quick for you. Oh well, no, you don't have to worry about that. I mean, that's just an example. As much okay. as I've seen it already, but is this an example? Of, uh, I was uh, talking about the '90s, but yeah, that's oh, fine. Okay, okay, yeah, I, I, I do know a way around it. Like usually, what I do is I go on Twitter, right, and I'll, I'll just upload the, uh, I'll, uh, I'll copy and paste the link of the video. And I upload it on Twitter, and then I'll just watch it from here. Like, I think even my um, this video I did of uh, Mia Khalifa and Joey Ryan was uh, is blocked on is blocked on uh, my end, but I can watch it on Twitter. Okay. Oh, speaking of Mia Khalifa, you you, you know her, right? <laughs> I know of Wiz Khalifa. No, okay. So Mia Khalifa, she is a uh, a Lebanese porn star, former porn star, and um. And uh, she went on. She she went live this week talking about saying, "Oh, I want uh, um, the uh, the company I used to work for. I, I used to make adult videos for uh, to uh, remove my video stuff. I want to erase my past." And I was like, "Woman, you cannot have your past away erased for what you did. You did what you did." Oh, I was a young and dumb twenty-one year old. Nope, 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 nope. Mia Cleveland, you go fuck yourself. You know, you have to pay the price. You have to pay the price for what you did, bitch. Jeez, oh, well, uh, you still, yeah. That I mean, that applies whether it was a good or a bad thing. Like you need to stand by what you did. You did what you did, and if you try erasing it, someone's gonna dig it up. So you, you might as well own it. Yeah. See, I actually do have a personal vendetta against uh, Mia Khalifa for real. And people in my chat, they know about it. Long hmm. story short, she tried to uh, she had false she had tried to falsely accuse me of uh, something that she agreed to do. Like so, uh, I was at I was it was at this pro wrestling show right here. And um, uh, let me go back a bit. So when, when uh, let's see, when I first met up with her, I, this is when I was in my simp days. This is like 2014. I said to her, hey, do you recall getting a package in the mail in 2014? It was like some um, Whataburger spicy ketchup because, you know, I heard you like Whataburger. And she's like, yeah. I said, wait a minute, was that you that sent that? And I said, yep, that's me. And then she gave me, and she like, gave me like a big ass hug. She like glomped me and everything. And stuff, and, and and everything was cool. We took a picture; everything was great. And then, about an hour or so later, I hit her up, and um, I said to her, "I, I said, hey, uh, Mia, you know, I'm gonna uh, go back to Korea for a bit and everything. I'm making a, a blog about me leaving home. You mind if I get you in my in my video and you know do like a very short interview?" And then she asked me, uh, "How long will it take?" I said, "It will take about 20 seconds, you know." So I was just gonna just ask her a couple of questions about about her favorite books or whatever, just talking to her, because I know that she's a big reader, and so. And so I was getting my camera and stuff ready. I was getting my mic. I was getting my microphone ready, 
Uh, she pulls, she backs out, she says, oh, I got somewhere I need to be. So I was like, all right, cool, that's fine, whatever, you know. Uh, so, and so time goes by, her manager hits me up, and he says to me, hey, um, Mia tells me that you tried to do an interview with her without her consent. I'm like, excuse me? I said, yeah, if you want to do any interviews or videos with her, you have to, um, uh, you, you have to, uh, get, you have to get permission, not only from her, but from us too as well. And I was like, okay. You know, I didn't, I didn't want to, uh, I didn't want to cause any trouble at that moment because you know there was like a big wrestling show going on and stuff, and everything. But Mia, if you're listening in on this, you know what you did, all right? You know that that uh, I asked for your consent on this, and everything, and then you're trying to back out, and you're trying to uh, bring other people down for your for you being stupid, mm-hmm. you know, for what you did back in the day, and then you want to try a lie on me to your manager about how I tried to do something without your consent. And I still have it on video showing that you and I were standing next to each other and everything. You agreed to it, verbally agreed to it. And, you're, and the guy that's in this video, well, that was like her bodyguard throughout the whole thing, you know, throughout the whole entire event. You know, he was there too. But, you know, I'm not going to put him in, into it or whatever. Because it's between her and I. Mm-hmm. So, oh, she did you dirty. She did a lot of people dirty. I think we went over our time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we kind of did. But, you know, this actually makes some good uh, material here. But for, oh, yeah, I had a great time. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel good. You know, this is like therapy. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it feels good to talk about it because I can't really talk about it with anybody here. Except my husband, but pretty yeah. much agree with, uh, with everything. So yeah. to get other perspectives. And from a black perspective, too. I can only say so much as a white person. Yeah, agreed, agreed. And, you know, again, I want people to know. And by the way, Sergeant Seven, I agree with you. Scott Stein needs to come in there and kick everybody's ass back into shape. Yeah. Got so many mm. bad asses. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but uh, yeah, um, Harvey, thanks again for coming uh, on this episode of the podcast. And uh, for everybody in chat, guys listening in on this, uh, I appreciate you guys as well, too. You know, and for, for everything that's happened, all I can say is that be excellent to other people. Do, 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 you know, be your absolute very best. Uh, be you know be at your absolute very best help out someone do something good for someone and um yeah you know that's all i got you got any last words before we go just be good good to others treat people with as kindness and decency as possible um pray to god if you believe in god and i hope you do and if you don't you know we're not going to sit here and judge you for that because you know in scripture God said, hey, you know, all, we, God, all God asks of his believers and followers is to just spread the word. Don't scare people into the word. And mm-hmm. you got so many people that, that, that don't get that aspect of it. They chase people away from God. You know, I, I, have, a, I have a friend that um, she said that she was able, she had converted to Christianity because of me. You know, I, I consider her admit that I'm not perfect, but you know, I try to do my very best. I try to do better each day. And, we, you know, that's all we have to do is just do better every day. Just be better. Good person. Don't uh, pass judgment. Do your hand out for anybody that needs help. Yeah. All right, guys. So for Harvey McLeod, I'm Sean. And thank you all for listening. Take care of yourself. Peace and love. And we'll see you next time. Bye, everybody.